And we thank you, God, for the glory of God in our presence. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, for the goodness that you pour upon us daily. You load us down daily with benefits. You guide and you direct us. And you teach us. We are such a privileged people. So many times we don't realize what we have until we look around and we talk to others. And I, I thank you for that, God. I thank you for, for, for us. Praise you, Jesus. I thank you for the word of faith that we are privileged to eat of and partake of, that we don't perish for lack of knowledge. I pray for Pastor and I this morning as we teach the uncompromised word and this word, this seed, falls upon good ground, good soil, and it will bring forth a mighty harvest. I pray for my brothers and sisters here and those in Oregon and anyone that hears this teaching this morning. I thank you that you will be blessed. We will be doers of the word not hearers, for greater are you that's in us than he that's in the world. So, Pastor and I just yield ourselves to you right now, Lord, spirit, soul, and body to be used of you, for you to teach through us. And I thank you as, as those in the congregation hear the word, you teach them the word. And the rhema of the word stands out to them, things that are for them and them alone in this service. We're careful to praise you for your awesomeness. We're careful to listen to your spirit and to allow you to have free reign. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Start with our nugget this morning. God doesn't call the qualified. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Okay. Praise God. If you'll turn with me to the book of Luke at this time, chapter 4. As, as we're turning there, those of you that have direct TV, you can pick up Rodney Howard Brown's um, teachings. It's called The Great Awakening, and I believe it comes on at 8. I'm not sure what channel. Mike has it. He can get it on direct. Pastor and I have been watching it. It's very, very powerful. Life-changing. So Luke, what, dear? I can't read Luke my notes. Luke chapter 4, and we'll go to verse 16. 16. I can see that. Thank you, Jesus. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. He had a custom. Jesus had a custom going to church on the Sabbath day. So Jesus had the habit of going to church. He didn't check to see if it was raining outside or check if uh, they had a headache whether he would attend or not. He made 
certainly not have agreed with everything that the speaker was saying. Hello. <laughs> and probably this many service were boring. Hello. But he was always glad to be found in the house of the Lord. Are you listening? Okay. So why do people go to church? We'll pick on Sundays because it said Sabbath day. It's not by coercion. You were not, you know, not having a gun pointed to them or that. Uh, we live in a free country where attendance is optional. You can go or, or not. Uh, it's not. They don't come for amusement most of the times <laughs> or sheer in, entertainment. Uh, some individuals uh, come to church for unworthy motives. We'll look at a few of those. Uh, they come in to gain res respectability in the community or develop a status symbol. Oh, I go to church. You know, that type of stuff. Or I go to such and such church. We're the biggest church. That's, that's uh, uh, respectability. Uh, some come in to make business deals, uh, make new acquaintances, uh, make connections in order to sell some of their products. I'll give you an in uh, situation in the church that uh, we attended in uh, Santa Cruz. An individual is a, a moderately sized good church, about six to eight hundred. And the individual came in there, and he was, you know, he was there for about a month, and he got to know people. And once he got to know people, he says, you know, I sell pots and pans. And before you know it, within within the second month or third month, he had about 12 or 13 meetings. He says, won't you, Whitney, won't you get a bunch of your friends over and we'll have a pots and pans uh, thing and I'll cook a little bit and everybody get to see how these pots and pans work. Well, he did that through the congregation for, you know, until he had all that he could. And then we never saw him again. Others go in that sell cars. They get to know people and find out what they want and they sell them a car and then you don't see them again. So those are, you know. Called fleecing the sheep. Well. Or maybe some come because their conscience is bad. <laughs> because of the lifestyle and they just, you know, they come in there to uh, uh, be seen and, you know, and then they take off. So what are the proper re reasons for uh, attending church or going to church? In the heart of each believer, uh, there is a need for God. The soul has the capacity to worship God. God can be worshipped. Now, you listen to this one. I've, I've ran across this quite a few when uh, I was working with pg &E as a media reader. I got to meet people. You know, some of the times you had to knock on the doors or you had to... Uh, get permission or had keys, you know, to go in the yards and all this type of stuff. So, and oftentimes people were there and they want to talk and so we talk. So, um, God can be worshipped anywhere, but he can be, but he is best worshipped in his house. Okay? Uh, I've heard this. Uh, I can worship God in the great outdoors. This one individual had a beautiful home and uh, they had a Oh, acres, and they had trees. He said, oh, I just love to go out there and worship God. Others say, well, I can worship God at the beach, you know, on Sunday, you know, getting, getting my suntan or running my motorboat, um, or at the lake, or even the golf course, I can worship God. Uh, certainly you can worship God there, but more than likely, you will not. Okay. Okay. Um, Turn with me now to Matthew chapter 18. In Matthew chapter 18. Verse 20, Jesus speaking. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am I in the midst of them. So we see that Jesus is in the midst of two or three of us. Glory to God. So worship really involves 
two or three people I'm in, in a congregation type setting. Um, there's, there's something special about this coming together. We're talking about coming to church. Uh, they're singing, praying, listening, <laughs> responding. Oh, now we got something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to make a satisfying worship center service. Okay, now let's go to Psalms 122. That's Psalms 122. Hallelujah. We'll see how you respond now. <laughs> Psalms 122. What is the first line? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go Amen. into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said Glory. unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David is writing this. Um, it is the house of the Lord where David had his desire to go. In fact, he preferred the house of the Lord more than his own home. He was at, at the tabernacle or a worship service he would walk over there remember he had uh, when he brought the ark there he went there daily he, had, he assigned singers to be at the ark constantly and what do you think he was at because he he sang many of the songs he wrote many of the songs so what do you think he was at it wasn't just Sunday but he did it all the time glory to God he was glad when he said when others said to him, let us go, let us go. If you want a title for tonight at this morning's service, let us go. He was glad when they said, let us go. He was quickened and excited that others were going for the same purpose and intent to go to God's house. The distance may be great. We don't know how, how far it was. The distance may have been great. Uh, the weather might be disagreeable. Oh, it's too hot out there. It's too cold. It's too windy. <coughs> too bright and sunny. It, this is not the best time to go. I've got, you know, I've got something set up. But still, someone said, let us go. And he took off with them. He was glad to say to others also, let us go. Come on, gang. Hello out there. Are we out there? Are you, are, are, are you letting it go? Verse 9 of that same ch chapter. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. He went to the church to find goodness. Because you're not going to find it outdoors out in the world. But you're going to find goodness in God's house yeah. through his word. The Amplified says, for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek, inquire for, and require your good. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, as we move up, can I go up a little bit go, here? Move up. To verse 6, it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem more now than I think ever. May they prosper who love you, the holy city. Make peace be within, be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For my brethren and companions sake, I will now say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, God, I will seek, inquire for, and require your good. He says, require your good. Hallelujah. Powerful. Amen. Because the house of the Lord, I will seek good. This is not a careless phrase of I hope so, wish, wish, wishfully thinking. And it, this implies to throw all energies. He implied, this, this verse 
says it implies to throw all energies into this time. Amen. Uh oh. He Amen. goes to God's house and he applies all his energies. And what type of energy are you promoting this morning? Or have you promoted this morning? So I told you it might be a little rough this morning. <laughs> Someone's going to find out that. You could say when you walk into the church, you got a time card. And, what, and when you punch in that time card, what are you supposed to do? Put all your energies into your work. <coughs> He's saying the same thing. When I walk into God's house, I put all my energy into God's house. What I'm singing. What I'm dancing. Uh-oh. What I'm clapping my hands. Praise you, Jesus. What is, one of the couple, we, we saw some interesting songs this morning. Shout! <clears throat> How many people shouted? Boy, you know, if we brought them all up, I think... You know, nowadays you go to school and they, they just, they pass everybody. You know, with God, you may not pass. Amen. You know, there's a You're either hot or cold. That's it with God. You better be hot because lukewarm don't count anymore. Not today. Definitely cold's not going to work. So we need to be Hot, right? Can I share something? For me? Can I share something? Go for it. You know, there's a scripture that says, "Clap your hands, all your all you people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph." And we know, and I don't know if he's going to do Second Chronicles. It said that God had them start praising in one accord, and the minute they began. Ambushments were sent against the enemy and they killed each other. All they had to do was go in and, and collect the spoils. And that, it, it, you, you don't think that they just, thank you, Lord. Thank you. They were shouting to God with a voice of triumph. That's the only thing, I'll be honest, if you don't, not the only thing, but when you come together and and the word in the music says shout. We need to get really excited and shout because we know that the ambushments are sent against the enemies that are trying to bug us. And I can give you scripture after scripture after scripture to prove that. The enemy doesn't want you shouting to God with a voice of triumph. He does not like that. He hates it. You know, you need to get in your car, roll up the windows, put a tape on, and just start shouting to God. You know, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to. A lot of people, when you start doing that, people will, will get excited. Just the atmosphere. Even if you're at a, at a stop sign, you don't have to roll down your windows and get wild. But you need to get wild before God. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. That's what he is looking for. Praisers, those that will praise him in spirit and truth. Those that aren't afraid to show motion towards God. Praise you, Jesus. All right, baby. I am so Let us up here. go. Right. Wow. With all our energy, we sang the song. You've got a right to praise him. <laughs> Boy, that would have. You know, some churches, if you started shouting and praising, you would be drug out. They would. They take you to and say, you can, you can go to a special service that we have on a special night just for that. But during this, this service or these other services, you can't do that.
we're talking some full God. I hate to say this. We're talking some full gospel churches and some word of faith churches. Unfortunately, that's sad. We don't we don't want to disturb people. We don't we don't we don't want to upset people. Well, I'm more concerned about upsetting and disturbing God than I am any person. Because people are, they're going to be your friend one day and not the next. So you may as well, you know, if God be for me, who can be against me? So if he says to do something, I want to stay on the good side of what he's telling me to do. Amen. I'm sobering up here. Hallelujah. Okay, let me read this phrase again. This is not a careless phrase or a hope or wish. It implies to throw all energies, this is verse 9, into it. Time, effort, influences. All that I have Amen. under my con command as the Lord gives me the ability to promote his interest. I will go into the house of the Lord to seek his good. Remember, we didn't sing this song today, but are you a friend of God? He calls you friend. We will seek the good within the walls of where God dwells, wherein the glory resides. We are first, we are, pardon me, we are to first love it, then labor for it, and develop a covenant relationship with God, seeking his good. Love coming to church, labor to do it, and then develop that relationship with him in church. I think most, most not speaking of here, but most come under, under a habit. They don't love it. They don't labor for it. And they don't develop a covenant relationship with God in the service. We are to live for God's cause. If necessary, fight and die for it. There's Christians today that are fighting, dying, fighting and dying for it around the world. And at this point, you know, nothing's happened. Not too much has happened in our country. There's a fair places that it's happening to, but here. We have the opportunity to praise God. Well, I like what that song says. I have a right to praise him. I have a right. In this country right now, we have a right to praise him. And the other, the other night I was talking to Pastor about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel and how they were made eunuchs. I'm not going to go into the eunuch things because we have some younger people in here, but if anybody had a right to be down and out, they had a right to be down and out. But they decided, I'm going to praise God. Because this, what, this, what we're going through right now, like we heard earlier in early class, this isn't, this isn't heaven. Far from it. Their sights were on the Lord, and it didn't matter. It's like our, our home is in heaven. We're just sojourners passing by. But I want to hear, well done. I want to do everything that God says to do. And the closer we come, the stronger, the stronger his anointing and his power comes wherever you are, or it should be wherever you are, especially in our home or at church. Praise God. I hope you've found that place in your house where you get alone with the Lord. Because you'll notice the more you worship Him, the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more you read the Word, the more you talk the Word, the more you do the Word, the stronger His anointing is becoming. And the more joy you'll have. Glory to God. Okay. Did you read that part about where David said that he loved God's house more than his own house? Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah.
Can you say that? I prefer God's house more than I do my own. Okay. Another reason we go to church. In church, as we are gathered, our minds are instructed. Hallelujah. Our hearts are inspired. Our souls are fed. And our wills should be motivated. And maturity develops, making us disciples. Thus, exercising faith, developing virtue, and walking in. See, a lot of you, a lot, a lot of you read the, read the calendar. All right, that's good. What happens to us in church determines our effectiveness as believers. What happens to us in church determines our effectiveness as believers. Now, my opening statement is when Jesus went to church, he often found it to be boring. I should say, he could have found it to be boring. He could have found it to be, you know, what did, what did I put? Let me read that. He may not have agreed with the speaker. Probably many services were boring, but he was always glad to be found in the house of the Lord. Whatever, whoever's up here, whatever is going on, you need to be happy you got here. The Holy Spirit, you know, I know a lot of mine are not enthusiastic, and all the guys are. So I know that some of them are boring, all right? But you've got to shake it off. <laughs> shake, just shake it off because it says we need to be happy when we get in the house. Because if we're awake to something, it might be boring, but the Holy Spirit can open up maybe two words to you. That, that okay. okay. To find fellowship. It is a, the mission, it's the mission of the church to be a fellowship. The lost coming in, you need to bring them in. Make them feel part of us. Part of the family of God. We are made for one another. Thank you, Jesus. Iron sharpens iron. Okay? Not saying that you're dull out there. But... We need to be sharpened sometimes. In loneliness, there is isolation. I know none of you have ever been felt lonely. I'll go back to your back to your, your childhood. Maybe some of you were not the the uh, star <laughs> of uh, the program. And so you felt isolated. You maybe were not when they were picking teams. And you were the last one standing. Oh, we got enough for the teams. We don't need any more. You felt isolated. You're lonely. It's not, it's, that's, not what, that's not what it's all about. That's what that foyer is out there. When people come, new people come, you have to be... <sighs> Be around them. Love them. He said, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're dressed right for church. You know, I don't think that person has a bath for a while. I ain't going to get around them. Well, I'll let somebody else, I'll let the greeter get around them, you know. Hey, that's not the way. Hey, remember in Jesus' time? They had sandals on their feet. Right. Stuff got in their toes and their feet. What did Jesus do? Peter, get the pan and wash all their feet for them. John, get the water for it. What, what did Jesus do? He got around their stinky feet. Hey. Those guys had beards. A lot of them had beards. You ever see somebody have a beard? I mean, 
just to bring something up. See these guys that have beards? After they get, they're mm. eating, and they get all that stuff in it. Leftover grub. Okay. <laughs> Had to make this light because some of your. <laughs> In church, we are to bear one another's burdens and to pray for one another to develop strength for the days that we live in. Somebody might be coming in a little bit down and say, man, I had a rough weekend or, or, or I had a, not a, a rough week, you know. You know, the bosses beat me up and down. Hey, you know, go up, go up to them and say, hey, things are getting better, you know. God loves you. you he's going to give If you need a better job, you'll get a better job. Just hang in there. Stick with God. You know, we need to lift them up. There is joy in the prospect of worship. Uh-oh. There's joy in the prospect Praise of worship. God. When those doors open, or when you walk through those doors, let us go. There's a prospect of something going to happen. Something joyful. Each one of us had to be just waiting for the person to walk through. Amen. Some of us need to come in walking and leaping and praising God because the rest of us, <gasps> what's going on? Amen. Should I dare you next week to come walking and leaping and praising God and see what happens? <laughs> what happened to them? Might change some thoughts. We might... Get on our feet or something. If somebody wheeled up here in a wheelchair and all of a sudden jumped out of that wheelchair and started jumping around, what would you do? Uh, just one of those things. <laughs> or if a wheel person in a wheelchair was sitting there and you came in walking and leaping and praising God, what would their thoughts be? There's if it happened no. to them, it could happen to me. They might get, jump up themselves. You might give them enough inspiration to get up out of that wheelchair. Amen. I don't think it could tear through this roof that well, but oh, well, they Mike, got a metal Mike roof up here, but I mean, Mike would have to fix it, but you know, <laughs> somebody come down on the stretcher and people are walking, leaping, praising God. What do you think the person on the stretcher is going to do? Get me out of here. People are crazy. No, they, he want, he's going to find out what's, what's taking place. Because the anointing would be here to get that person on, on fire and alive. Amen. Move. You know, when you think about that, tearing off the roof, they think it was Peter's home. And you know how Peter was. Can you, I mean, hear, hear the roof? They're taking down my roof? I mean, think about this. They, he was, they were excited. Excited. Except the ones when he said, you know, except the Pharisees that came. It makes you wonder why they came. You know, some people come to just pick apart the sermon. I already know that. I know more than the pastor. Well, I always tell people, go to start your own church. You know, it's, pastoring is hard. I'm going to tell you, they, they did not, they, every time... Ken Jr. would get up. He would say, how do you spell ministry? W-O-R-K. And it's the truth. But it's enjoyable. You have to, you know, you have to laugh. You have to, you have to be joyful. There's, not, there's nothing worse than a sad pastor that's miserable in his work. And has a bunch of sheep that backbite him. Or even, even think the thoughts. Or just, you know, sooner or later, little tiny words start coming out. They'll start coming out in your house and around your children. And I'll be honest, I have seen people that have picked a pas apart the pastor around their children, and their children are not serving God today because of it. Because of the negativity and the things that took place. 
Their children are not serving God. Their children are not joyful. So we need to really watch what we say and watch what we do. And we need to be excited when we run in here. Yeah, maybe we'll put a sign out front. As you enter, leap, run and leap for joy. Then I expect you to run around the church next week. I'm going to have music going for you to be. <laughs> okay, God. she put me in my spot. Okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but if that happens, I'm putting a sign out there for sure. <laughs> All right. We come to church to experience forgiveness. Worship also involves confession. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. When you worship, you, you praise God, hallelujah, Lord. Think of all the songs that, that praise God. Glory and honor and praise. That's a confession. The church is for sinners. So go out there and lasso a couple of them in or so and bring them on in, okay? When we confess our sins, we experience the forgiveness of God. Here we find an atmosphere that makes it possible to forgive ourselves. Hallelujah. And to forgive others. Okay, let's go to... First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. Three. Can I read it? Verse 3. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, in addition to all I have prepared for the holy house, I have a private treasure of gold and silver, which I give for the house of God. Praise God. Notice this. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, in addition to all I have prepared for the holy house, I have a private treasure of gold and silver, which I have for the house of my God. That's powerful. But he, it, it happened because he put his affection or set, set his affection on the house of his God, of our God. Is your affection set on God? You need to really think about this. Is God the most important person in the world to you? Is your total affection set on him? You know, when Pastor and I were dating, he used to talk about Jesus, and I was so demonic that I would get very upset. And um, he just told me right off the bat, I'm going to put it plainly, God, I love God more than you. I mean, he was very open and, and blunt about it. and It's amazing we got together as, as bad as I was, but God wanted me delivered. But he made it plain and clear. And I always will. And I'm grateful for that. I didn't like it then. I mean, he, I had a problem with it because he knew a God I didn't know. I had no idea. Matter of fact, I was very agnostic. I didn't really want to hear about God. And that's what he talked about. Thank God he had that desire. And he took me to his church that he went to. And it was boring. And I asked him, I said, how can you stand this? He said, I pick out, you know, you know, it was out of a book and whatever. And he said, all my life, or especially after I got born again, I would just pick out whatever scripture and meditate on it during that week and get something out of it. 
Psalms 26. Psalms 26. And it's, we will look at verse 8. It's a miracle we got together, I'll tell you. Thank God or I would be in hell. That's Psalms 26, looking at verse 8. Lord, from the Amplified, Lord, I love the, the habitation of your house and the place where thy, your glory dwells. Hallelujah. He loves the house of the Lord. Let us go. Oh, glory to God. Let us go. Why? Because I love your habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. I'm going to tell you, if you miss Wednesday nights when we start this, which I'm believing it will be this Wednesday, you are going to really miss the opening of the Spirit of God beginning to minister to you and touch you and bring you into the glory cloud. We're, we are ready. It's time to move in another direction in this church. We need the fire of God and the glory of God to be manifested. That's why this church is called Shekinah Glory. Psalms 27. Psalms 27, looking at verse 4 from the King James. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Wow, all the days. She's going to read from the Amplified? Yeah, that's so heavy. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the day of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. You know, there are things in the house, in the church, that you're going to get that you're not going to get anywhere else. I'm going to be real honest with you because we're corporately coming together and God is, is desiring to speak to each person. They don't, you know, people don't realize that, but <clears throat> that's why it's so important where you attend. It's very, very, you know, one thing I have asked of the Lord, inquired and insistently required that I might dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Psalm 65. Psalm 65. And we have communion, and I don't know if you've looked at your watch. <laughs> Psalm 65, looking at verse 4. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causes to approach unto thee, that, thy, that he may dwell in the courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of the holy temple. Glory. It says, if you, if you come into the house of God, you will be satisfied. Come in there with what? Let us go thinking. Amen. Psalms 84. Psalms 84. Oops. I wonder if I can. Verse 2. My soul longeth, yea, even faints for the courts of, of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. This one says, my flesh cries out and sings for joy to the living God. That's the Amplified. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Verse 10. You need to read that in the Amplified. That's 85, verse 84, verse 10 from the Amplified. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper and stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell at ease in the tents of the wickedness. Wow. Glory to God. You know, read the next verse. 
They want me to do it. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows presence, grace, and favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Glory. No with thing will he withhold. Wow. No with thing. No. No. Good thing will he withhold. With from those who walk uprightly. Praise you, Jesus. David loved to go into the house of the Lord. Jesus said, "Let us go." But it's 12 o'clock and we got to break up. We got to go eat. Uh oh. Well, we're going to run over, so. If you need we to go. We are running over five minutes right now, so just hold on. If you need to go, just go. Psalms 119. Uh, pardon me, 19. Psalms 19. Psalms 19, verse 8. It says, The statutes. Of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Oh, glory to God. There, so there's instruction. We get instruction when we come to the house of the Lord. Psalms 119. We're moving real quick now. Not saying has anybody has antsy feet out there, but Psalms 119, verse 105. Psalms 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A lamp is unto my feet. The night, the nightness or darkness signifies the adversities that is out there. So you need a light. The day speaks of prosperity because it, you see it. You can Glory. walk in it. Except the lamp be lighted, one still is in darkness. You can have a lamp. Many people have what you have in your laps right now. I have a Bible, but they don't know what's in it. So what good is it? It's a lamp that's not lit. Until you open the Bible and find out what it says, you don't have a light. Mm-hmm. Psalms 119, verse 30. The entrance and the unfolding of your word gives light, and their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple. Well, that takes us all in. Some of you say, I can't understand. There you go. It says it gives you everything you need. It gives you understanding. Hello. Now we'll go to Proverbs. we just got two more to go. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 23. Proverbs 6, 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and a law is a light. The reproofs of instructions are the way of life. Glory to God. Read it from the Amplified. For the commandment is a, is a lamp, and the whole teaching of the law is light. The reproofs of discipline are the ways of life. Hallelujah. You know, the next verse says, this is really, to keep you from evil women, from the flattery of the tongue of a loose woman. You know, there's too much looseness going around in the world today. And he says in verse 23, For the commandments is a lamp, and the whole teaching of the law is a light. And reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Glory to God. To keep you from evil women. There's evil women out there, I'm going to tell you. There's evil men out there. Praise God. Next one. They're devious. Okay, Second Peter chapter 1. Last one, as far as I know. Second Peter chapter 1. 
verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye will dwell that, make, uh, that ye take heed as unto light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rises in your hearts. Glory to God. From the Amphite, we have a prophetic word made firmer still. You will do well to pay a t close attention to it as a lamp shining in, in a dismal, uh, squalid, and dark place until the day breaks through the gloom. The morning star rises coming into your being in your hearts. Hallelujah. So let us go. Let us go. Let us be faithful. Be like Jesus. Be like David. Let us go. Amen. You have anything to share? Uh, yeah. That? I'd like to go on next to the next scripture. Yet, first, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of any personal or private or special inter interpretation, loosening, solving. For no prophecy ever originated because some men willed it to do so. It never came by human impulse, but men spoke from the from God, who were born along, moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. And so we need to really understand that. What's from the Spirit and what's from man? And there's a lot of man stuff going around today. That's why you know if you're in a if a person is in a good word church, they're going to understand. Hey, this is off. You know, even if you were to watch Christian TV and somebody said something, this is off. This isn't, this isn't what God's, this isn't God's word. This is off. And there's a lot of that going out there today. And we need to really know the word. And if we're in the house, we're hearing the word, and we're doing what the word says about praise and worship and really seeking him, seeking to find him, then you're not going to get led astray. If you're out, if you're out there and you're you're not seeking the word and you're not coming like you should and, and things and we're not putting you down for if you have something that you have to do once in a while that that's it's very understandable. But if you continue, and a lot of people make you know how do you backslide? I asked Pastor, how did you backslide? He quit going to church. Things, things became easier. You know, it's like everybody needs a vacation. Everybody needs to get away every now and then. I don't have a problem with that at all. I tell you, when I go on vacation, I go on vacation. But I don't take a vacation from God, you know, all the way in the car or in the plane or whatever. We talk about the Lord. So when you're with your, your brothers and sisters and in the Lord and in your family that are saved, talk about the Lord. Bring up scripture. When they're going through something, bring up scripture or say, just stop and say, let's pray together. Let's, let's pray together. When any two agree is touching anything on earth, it shall be done of our Father which art in heaven. And we're in agreement. So, praise God. I'm going to tell you, man, you're missing a golden opportunity you ought to be going out to lunch with Pastor once in a while and just, just you know, sharing the word. And he enjoys fellowship with the men of the church, and and that's a good time. If you have time, just call him up. He'll, if he's not doing something, he'll meet you. But you need to just share that word back and forth to one another. It's, you know, women too. You know, I'm always available. I'll make time. Now that things are straightened out around the house, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, are we so ready? So let us go, and anybody tell me what the last Wednesday was about? I'm going to really put a brain teaser on you. Last Wednesday was about? This past Wednesday. Terry, Ken. About what? Everybody's looking at their notes. How about transfusion? Anybody remember being, having a transfusion? Life in him. Some, as I said, some Christians are, are sitting in, in, the, in pews 
half dead. They need a transfusion. You need to get, get back into Jesus. <laughs> so, the doors are open. You need to have that. If you need to wheel them in. They need a transfusion. We'll get them a transfusion. Or maybe you need to get a transfusion ourselves. But let us go. Being ready for communion. Into the house of the Lord. Yes, that's it. You can, those that are helping with the uh, communion service, would you come up forward, please? And we will get this portion done. Paul wrote, For that which I received of the Lord, that which I will deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament. In my blood, this do is off as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat and drink, pardon me, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the death, Lord's death, till he comes. Time is short. World events are showing it. The Jews are expecting a Messiah to come because they see the end time events in the Old Testament speaking of a Messiah delivering them from the evil that's about to come upon them. If they're looking for it, we need to look for it even more so because. He says he's coming back for the church first. Wow. So, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks as we look to the emblems, Father God, that symbolizes Jesus' sacrifice, his body, and the unleavened bread, the bruise and stripes, Father God, that... He took upon his body that we may not endure, Father God, the wiles of the devil of sickness and pain and disease upon our bodies. It was inflicted on his body that we may not have to endure it. So, Father, we receive this emblems of his body, this bread in remembrance of that, in Jesus' name. With all that the bread indicated, the healing of our bodies and our minds it's wonderful. But Jesus had to take one more step. That of giving his blood to cleanse us from all sin. That would, it would not be remembered by the Father any longer. That we can walk in wholeness. In fellowship through all eternity with him. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus, which cleanses from our sins. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
So stand. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the encouragement, Father God, of David's writings about coming into the house of God and what it concurred in him, Father God, but even more so, Father God, Jesus attending church, opening up, Father God, receiving even greater things. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will stir up within us, Father God. The word which has been spoken, our gathering together, Father God, and our communion with one another and fellowship with one another to bring us into a greater maturity, Father God, a greater love for the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, that the anointing rests upon us and in us as we go our separate ways, Father God, that the words we speak, Father God, will be words of encouragement, Father God, words of deliverance, Father God. Our hands, as we place them, Father God, will bring about healing virtue. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that we are your children, Father God. <coughs> we look forward, Father God, to the rapture, Father God. We lift up those, Father God, that, that do not know you, and Father God, lead us to those that will receive, Father God, that their eternity will be secure in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.